This is episode 122, Stop Doubting Your Choice to End a Relationship with Daniela. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I may sound a little nasally this episode. I got a bit of a head cold sinus infection. Luckily, I'm moving through it pretty quick. I, As soon as I start to feel sick, I make my special garlic, ginger, lemon, cayenne pepper, and oregano oil drink every morning. I load up on vitamin C. I often get a vitamin IV. I do some saunas, and I move it through pretty quickly because I don't believe that we have to be taken down by a cold, but everybody gets sick once in a while, but I will not let that stop me from getting an episode up. And I'm excited about this episode because it is once again about relationships and relationships are a very hot topic on this show. But before I dive into that, I want to share that I have decided I am going to Australia for the month of February. I mentioned that in the last um, episode that I have to move unexpectedly. And I thought, hey, why sign a lease so quickly? Why not put my stuff in storage and really experience one of my top core values, which is freedom. And I love Australia and I love Australian. So I'm headed over. I don't know my exact plan of where, I, where I'll be. I'll be in Sydney for the first part of it. And just like I did last time, I'm going to be doing half day intensives and sessions with people, which is rare. I never even do sessions with people here in the States. And I'm also going to probably be doing a workshop or two for health and life coaches on both the art of coaching and the business of coaching. So how to become a better coach and how to actually make money as a coach, how to market yourself and build your business and do sales and enrollment. So again, this is all very fast in terms of planning it. I don't know exactly what's going to be going on, but if you live in Australia or anywhere near there and you want to um, be on my mailing list when I start announcing the specifics, please email jill at christinehaster.com. Tell her, add me to the Australia list. And um, as I get clear about what I'm going to be doing over there, we'll fill you in. And I'm really excited to be a down under, especially in, in the summertime over there. All right. So today's call, as I mentioned, is about relationships. And so many of you out there are in relationships that on some level, you know, aren't what you want or aren't healthy or have reached an expiration date, but you're continuing to hang on or you're in that kind of on again or off again pattern. And I hope this episode helps you get clear and helps you emancipate yourself from relationships that just are no longer serving you. One of the things I talked about in my WTF podcast on Coach's Corner and um, my New Year's meditation was that 2017 really was the year of helping all of us, some of us through major expectation hangovers, get really clear about what's not in alignment anymore. And sometimes I can feel very, very painful when like a relationship ends or something gets taken away. Just know that it is in service to your highest good. And Really, as we come into this year, it does not serve you or the other person to be in a relationship that is not based on love and trust and shared values. And we'll dive more into that in the episode. 
But first, a question for you. How are your New Year's resolutions holding up? What about the ones where you swore you were going to step up your entrepreneurial game? Are you there yet? <laughs> well, don't worry because FreshBooks believes your journey towards business mastery is a marathon, not a sprint. And they want to be in it with you for the long haul. FreshBooks makes it ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for the self-employed professionals. I happen to know a lot of entrepreneurs and startup folks that swear by it as their bookkeeping solution. You can create and send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds, avoid awkward client chats by automating your late payment reminders and track every billable moment from your phone. Once you start using it, you'll notice FreshBooks will save you a ton of time. On average, 192 hours per year to be exact. That is a lot. That works out to about two eight-hour days a month. So if you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it because FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all my listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. Again, freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about it section. As you were listening to my call with Daniela, consider, are you in a relationship that you are doubting or have you had a recent breakup and you're doubting the choice, whether you should or shouldn't have broken up and you're entertaining the idea of getting back together and you're just going back and forth, back and forth, or do you have a pattern of being off again and on again in your relationships? Do you tend to fall in love with someone's potential and see more of the fantasy than the reality of who they really are? Do you tend to believe their words and their promises more than their actual actions and behavior? And finally, how is your current relationship with yourself? Would you say that you are kind to yourself, generous to yourself, loving to yourself? Do you trust yourself? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Daniela. Daniela, welcome to the show. What's your question? So my question is like this. I recently ended a very unhealthy relationship. And before that, I had another unhealthy relationship, which felt very abusive to me. And like, actually, when I had this relationship, I knew I needed to end it, but it took me like three months or so. And even then, I didn't really end it at the end. So it ended very ugly because like I tried to catch him on like lying or doing bad things and kept asking questions. So I'll have a reason to end the relationship because a part of me did love him, but a part of me knew we just don't have a future together. So I didn't really know what to do with that. And at the end, we just had a, a fight over him drinking a beer at work because he was drinking a lot and it bothered me. And we had a fight, we had a fight before that. And it just exploded like crazy. And we, cursed each other more him than me actually but like I told him I never want to see him again and there was yelling and just very bad so ever since it was it was kind of hard of me to let this go even though it's not good for me like he has a bad history as well with his life and I know I shouldn't go back and try to pull him or whatever but he tried to call me back after to say sorry, and we did talk, and I told him, I think each of us need to do his own thing separate, but okay. at the end, yeah, yeah, we kind of said, like, let's see open, and he was like, okay, I'll get my shit together, and I'll call you in a month, and I said, okay, and I don't know why I said that, because right. I know the better thing will be to just leave him alone and move forward. 
Yes. So let me ask you this. How do you know that the better thing would be just to walk away from this situation? Because it sounds like you know it's unhealthy. So how do you know that? So actually, the first thing for me was the fact that he has a really problem historic. Like, he has two kids that he's not in touch with for a few years now. So I don't need a lot of details. I just want you to give me, list off the reasons why you know this is unhealthy. So two kids. Um, also, it sounds like it's a very combative argument of relationship. What else? Yeah. Um, just bullet the fact point that it. he was drinking a lot. Drinking he a lot. Okay. I'm not an alcoholic, but I felt like he is. Okay. And we used to argue about that. Also, he used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. And like two months after in the relationship, it was like, okay, I'm quitting. And he said he's doing it for him. But then he kept saying, I, I did it for you. And like accused me. And I said, hey, if you did it for me, then just go back to smoking. And he used right. to argue with me a lot. And then when we broke up, when the, this whole explosion, then he, he told me, uh, oh, and by the way, you think you're smart? I've been smoking behind your back for the last three months. Right. So, so Daniela, it's very clear to me and to you that this isn't healthy. So, but something has you hooked in. So it's, it's, it's not when you're, when you're wanting to get back with him or you're considering the idea, it's not really about him. There's something about him and your interaction together that is triggering an old unresolved issue. And you're trying to probably resolve something from your past with this guy because he reminds you of someone. Do you have any idea who that is? Maybe the ex before him. <laughs> That's the only thing that comes go, up to mind. Go back even further. Even further. Um, like childhood? Yeah. Or, I don't know, because like everyone around me, like always been supportive and loving and never acted like that. Like my parents are just regular parents. I have a sister and a brother, like we're just a really normal family. So like I've been hearing to your podcast for a while now and I've, I've been trying to think maybe like it's something from my childhood, but I just had a very normal childhood. So I don't know. What did you struggle with as a child or as a teenager? Um, probably maybe like around high school, I had trouble getting friends. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I'm kind of a misfit. Maybe kind of, a little nerdy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So would you say that your self-confidence growing up, especially in high school, which is a very tender time, was rather low? It was what? Sorry. Can Ra I hear you? Rather low. Uh, yeah, I can say that. Okay. So have you ever heard me or anyone else say, it's actually from a movie, uh, we get the love we think we deserve. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like part of what, if you've had a pattern with dating men who really don't respect you and where it's very combative and argumentative, that if it, if it's not coming from an issue with your parents where one of them was emotionally unavailable in some way, then it's most likely coming from your low self-worth. Because what you're telling me about your ex-boyfriend, you know, on the outside, his behavior is kind of gross, right? Two kids that he's not a very good parent to. He drinks, he smokes, you 
argue a lot. But underneath all that, I would guess that he has very low self-worth and how he compensates for it is, is in all these ways. And so from my point of view, it sounds like you're attracting people that also have low self-worth and reinforce your own low self-worth. It's like on some level, you know, intellectually, you know, you deserve better, but on another level, you don't believe that you do. So let me Hmm. ask you this. Why in the world, why in the world, Daniela, would you settle for a relationship where you felt disrespected, almost verbally abused at some times and lied to? I don't know. A part of me, like convincing myself that I love him, it's like feeling and logic just keep battling each other. And well, what is your definition of, of loving kind of, someone? I kind of just miss being with him, and we we did have good conversations, and he made me laugh and all of that. The intimacy was good as well. Maybe the, I don't know, like, well, one I'm thing really that I, one thing that I talk about a lot in issue based relationships is that there's great chemistry and great sex. And that's the thing that keeps an unhealthy relationship together. It's like the, 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 the drug that keeps you addicted to it. So I think that you're confusing love with infatuation. Okay. Love is respect. Love is compromise. Love is really listening to the other person, being concerned for their well-being, making sure their needs are being met and communicating yours, having emotional intimacy, not just physical intimacy, not just sex. Love is also honesty. It's truth. Love is not, we have a good time, especially when we're drinking together and we have great sex. That's infatuation. So really, really think about this. Do you really think that you had love? Like, I did feel like a lot of times you told me things about him and his past, but it was like, I never told this to anyone and I trust you. And I thought it was an honest relationship until the point we broke up and told me all the things he's been hiding. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me really check into that. Is it really, really true? that in the entire relationship, you felt he was being 100% honest and you felt 100% safe until that very last moment where you found out he lied about something. I feel like I, like between us, I did, but in general, I didn't because I thought, how can a man that abandoned his kids can be honest with himself or with me? Mm-hmm. You know, like inside, that's what I really thought. Exactly. See how wise your intuition is? Yeah. What I am coaching you into is taking off the rose-colored glasses, really seeing this relationship for what it is, which is it's it's been a learning experience, and it's showing you the kind of relationship you attract when you have low self-worth and low self-confidence and you need a new model of what love and a loving relationship is. And part of, I think what's making this hard, it's a little bit of love addiction. You're kind of hooked in 
to, to the sex, to the drama, to the infatuation part of it. And Daniela, you're not alone in this. A lot of us have relationships like this. I can remember in my twenties, I had a relationship with someone where honestly, my whole family got on the phone with me and tried to do an intervention to get me to break up with them. And I couldn't see what they were seeing. I couldn't see what they were seeing because I was so seeing what I wanted to see versus seeing the truth. And eventually it ended and I got very hurt. And no one could ever tell me to break up with them or to walk away. I had to learn that for myself. And no matter what I tell you, you're going to make the choice that you make. But from my point of view, this, this relationship is a big learning experience for you. And the fact that you called me about it means you're questioning it <laughs> and means that you have doubt. And so this, you know, luckily for me, after that really awful relationship, I did some healing work and I, I drew some lines in the sand about how I would be treated in relationship. So I didn't have to go ha- have another relationship like that. So you can, you can continue to keep going back thinking he changed or you can go, what really is love and what kind of relationship do I really want? And you can bless him and you can look at everything that you learned for this relationship and, and take off any rose colored glasses and really see the truth. And I want to repeat back to you what you said about you had doubts from the beginning about his character. And in a relationship, love is not enough. In a, in a relationship, just because you love someone and you're attracted to them, that's the easy part. <laughs> the hard part mm-hmm. is the trust and the emotional intimacy and the, you know, just because he told you stuff that he's never told anyone, that's beautiful. And it says a lot about you in terms of the space that you create. But at the same time, he couldn't hold space for what you needed. Yeah. It has to go both ways. And, and this isn't to throw him under the bus. Um, but I'm only talking to you right now. I don't have his side of things. Yeah. Actually, like towards the end, I did the assignment on your website when you said like, you know, what, where I see myself in six months. And I just wrote right away, like, uh, in another relationship or alone and happy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say like six feet with him. See how much you know? So here's here's what I would recommend to you. Between him and your last boyfriend, you've had some learning experience relationships, what I like to call issue-based relationships, those relationships that that are teachers. And those are very valuable relationships. Sometimes we only give credit to the relationships that last, you know? We think everything up until yeah. then is a failure, and that's absolutely not true. So really look at what this is teaching you. Really look at how your self-perception and your self-love needs to be changed so that you know you're worthy of healthy, healthy love. And also like know the difference between infatuation and falling for someone's potential versus truly feeling in your gut a yes. One thing that I was writing about recently is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. (laughs) And I think, I think you had doubt from the beginning. Yeah. 
And I reflect that to you to point out to you how wise you are and to trust that. And it's very common for people with his behavior, the way you described it, to have one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. I love you. I want to be with you. Get away from me. I love you. I want to be with you. Get away from me. And that's kind of what he's doing now. So my encouragement to you is when he comes back, how you break this pattern is you say no. Because otherwise, my hunch is you're going to be in this dynamic with him of stop, start, stop, start. You don't know where you are. And it's going to slow you down from having the kind of healthy relationship that I think that you want. So like, should I answer and say no or... What do you think? Not answer. <laughs> I I want closure. I don't think... I think if I just ignore him, then I'm just going to keep thinking about what if I answer the phone, you know? What I would do, because if you get into a conversation, you might get sucked back in. Again, you've got to use your own intuition. My recommendation would be you write him a letter or a text or whatever, and you say, you know, thank you for blah, whatever, the relationship, acknowledge him and say, I've decided it's not healthy for me to be in this relationship. I'm going to spend some time focusing on myself. I wish you well. I'm not interested in getting back together. Well, it's going to be hard. <laughs> well, here's what's harder. That's hard in the short term, Daniela. What would be even harder is continuing to be wrapped up in this back and forth, combative relationship that isn't based on trust and love. So sometimes we have to choose the shorter, the harder in the short term to save ourselves from harder in the long term. I have never regretted ending. I guess I've had two kind of just unhealthy relationships. And even though I had doubt when I ended them, because there's that confusion when you fall in love with someone's potential and you're kind of in fantasy mode and you've got that great chemistry, I have never regretted walking away. I had to grieve it and it was sad, but in the long run, I'm so happy I emancipated myself out of those relationships before they did more damage. Yeah, I believe you're right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you, as we've been talking and I've been saying what I've been saying, have you felt any relief? I felt like I already know these things in a way, but I needed to hear them from someone else that objective, you know? Right. So that makes sense? Yes. So if I was saying all this and you weren't listening as beautifully as you're listening and you were really fighting me, that would be different. The fact that I'm telling you <laughs> what you already felt and know is more of a confirmation of your inner wisdom than my expertise. I'm just feeling into what you already know. Okay. So one thing that was an issue in this relationship was trust. And so it's time for you, my love, to trust yourself. That's part of the lesson. So I would say, write him a letter that you don't mail that says, dear, let's say his name is Jeff. I'm saying goodbye because, 
I learned from you. Thank you for. I forgive you for, and I forgive myself for. And just write, use those stem sentences and get some closure on your own. Have a good cry and then decide how you want to communicate to him. But I don't recommend getting into a conversation because it will just draw it out. Okay. And for me to like, um, I need to work on myself right now or like, cause I know it's not smart to keep dating men right now. Cause I feel like I keep attracting the same relationship. Exactly. I would go back and look at that high school time when you felt like a misfit and the beliefs and misunderstandings that were formed around who you were and what you deserve. I would really look at your relationship with you, how you love yourself and treat yourself. Like, are you self-critical? Do you break your word with yourself? Um, are you kind of like one foot in and one foot out on different aspects of your life? Like, look at how this relationship has been a mirror of how you are with yourself. Okay. Try to do that. <laughs> yeah, you can. And, you know, Expectation Hangover is a great... Do you have that book? No, I heard you talking about it, but I haven't looked into it yet. Get it. I mean, you can get the e-copy for like 10 bucks or something like that. Um, this would be a perfect time to work through that book. I think you'd have a lot of ahas if you use that. Okay, I'll definitely do that then. Great. So what do you know to be true now? One thing we were talking a lot about was truth on this call. So what do you know to be true? Um, that... I deserve better relationships and I should respect myself and listen to my intuition more. And yeah, I'll look into that all self-love because I never thought it starts with me. I always thought I'm kind of like a caregiver person that I'm doing it out of kindness, but I always attract people I need to take care of. Yeah. So I try to go back and see where we started. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes we try to love ourselves through loving other people. And it's time for you to love yourself. So, it, okay. you know, you, you attracted someone with low self-worth and we're trying to love him <laughs> when really he was just a mirror of your own low self-worth and it's time to love you. Yeah. Oh, I got from him and my ex the same that I'm trying to change them all exactly. the time. Instead of trying to change them, heal yourself. Okay, I will. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're just human. And we all have our expectation hangovers and our bad relationships and our failures and our mistakes and our curveballs that help us learn and grow. It's all part of the journey. Life isn't like a romance novel. But on the other side of all the work is true love, both self-love and love with others. Don't settle for anything less. I remember that. Thank you to Daniela for opening up and listening. You know, I really acknowledge the way you shifted from talking about the relationship to really being open to me coaching you. And it was clear from the call, as many of you heard, that Daniela 
already had her answer. I was just echoing her own knowing. And my hope for her and to all of you is to trust yourself. Yes, it's great to reach out to others like me for confirmation, but eventually you want to get to the point of really trusting your own inner knowing and don't doubt yourself. For example, maybe you've never listened to this podcast, but you were called to this particular title because you've been doubting your own relationship right now. Well, trust that that was your intuition leading you toward something. Your intuition always knows the answer, but then your head are often in a relationship, especially an issue-based relationship, your hormones get in the way. That is why you must separate love from lust and true intimacy from infatuation. Love is not volatile. Love doesn't involve lying. A true healthy relationship does not create a ton of anxiety or doubt. As I mentioned to Daniela, she's in what I like to call an issue-based relationship. And issue-based relationships are very, very common. All of us have to have at least one. And they're when our issues are attracting other people to us. And oftentimes the other person is like our mom or our dad, like whoever we really, really wanted love from, but wasn't available on some level. Like we start to date people like that or in an issue-based relationship, the person can be marrying an aspect of ourself. That was the case with Daniela. You know, she talked about how in high school she felt awkward. She felt like she didn't fit in. She had low self-esteem, low self-worth, so on and so forth. And that low self-worth is what's attracting someone else with low self-worth. And the dynamic they're playing out is neither one of them thinks they're worthy of love. So he's kind of acting out the more saboteur archetype and she's acting out more the caretaker rescuer archetype. But what that's creating is a lot of friction, a lot of fighting, a lot of lying, and just like a lot of dysfunction. And we bring these relationships into our life to show us a part of ourselves we need to heal. And from my point of view, most issue-based relationships don't work. Sometimes if both people go off on their own and do their own inner healing work with no intention of ever getting back together, and then eventually they kind of refine each other and they're like, oh, wait, hey, let's try this again. Sometimes it could work. But usually issue-based relationships are there for a season, not a lifetime. The other thing I wanted to mention is I really want you to think about the difference between short-term discomfort versus prolonged suffering. For example, Daniela, when we were talking about not communicating with her ex anymore and really having closure, she said, oh my gosh, that would be so hard. But I pointed out to her, what would be harder is to draw this on and on and on and on and potentially miss out on doing some deeper healing work of her own and delay a real healthy relationship. So consider that for a moment, like what short-term discomfort are you avoiding? But by doing that, you're setting up a long-term suffering. So some assignments, some things to consider for you. First, get really, really honest about your relationships. Take off your rose-colored glasses. Get out of fantasy. Make sure that someone's words and behavior actually match People can say whatever they want to say and they can make whatever promises they want to promise, but how they're showing up, the behavior is what you need to watch. And think of it this way. If you had a friend who is in the exact same relationship situation or dilemma that you're in right now, what advice would you tell him or her? And whatever advice that is, I suggest you take it for yourself. 
And then if you know a relationship has reached its expiration date, get closure in some way, have boundaries. I don't really believe in the whole being friends with exes thing. Maybe later down the road it's possible, but my point of view on it from lots of personal and professional experience is a breakup is a breakup for a reason. And it's way easier to heal and move on when you're not in consistent interaction with the person. And finally, do the letter writing assignment that I gave Daniela. This is one that you don't mail. This is a free form writing that you do by hand. And the things I'm going to give you are sentence starters, and you can find these in the show notes. So dear name, I'm saying goodbye to you because, and then you just write and write and write and write and write until you don't have anything to write for that sentence starter anymore. And then the same thing for the rest of these sentence starters. Thank you for, I learned from you, I forgive you for, and I forgive myself for. That letter writing process can be incredibly healing. It can help you get closure. And remember, you don't need someone else to get closure. You just need closure inside yourself and then you need boundaries with the other person. Some people confuse closure and boundaries. You can get the closure on your own and then you set a boundary with the other person of like, you know, we're not going to talk anymore. I'm blocking you from my phone. It's time we move on with our life. I know that sounds like some tough love, but that's because I want you to have true love. And sometimes we need a little tough love to get us out of the unhealthy relationships so that we can move to the healthy relationships and have true love inside ourselves and with another. Much love and many blessings, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.